0: Landscapers is a four-part docudrama airing Mondays on HBO and starring Olivia Coleman and David Thewlis as married couples Susan and Christopher Edwards. On today's episode we're talking about the pilot figuring out what makes the show special and comparing our take to the reviews. Let's get started.
1: You referred to this show as a docudrama, but from what I've heard, this is like a satire, drama, romance, uh, surreal comedy. It's like, surreal, you know,
0: definitely surreal.
1: I've heard that they like it's just genre mashing, though. Like they threw it in the kitchen sink with
0: this type of thing. Hmm, it's old school. Like it felt like it was shot at a different time. Think Masters of None season four. With Master
1: of None, it was a lot of one-shot takes. It was and, like grainy. Like,
0: yeah, but from it looked like it wasn't shot in but what 2020. Learned, but
1: from here, I like they had like in the script because they go into like a different alternative reality world, right? Where it's like kind of making fun of film, like literally. It's not the, making
0: fun of film; it's paying homage to it. You have scenes that reminded me of like Shape of Water, Citizen Kane, Wes Anderson, Detective Noir from like back in the day, but it, and also like Mink, but never anything so egregious that it was like. Really, because from what I learned, like, the
1: directorial aspect of it has been praised a lot. But they said that it gets kind of
0: boring by the end of the first episode because they do
1: it so much. They go into the staging, the
0: set design, the attention to detail from the clothes, the old TV, the bland colors, the soundtrack down to the creaky floorboards, the mix of French and English, where sometimes we're not getting subtitles to represent how confused the characters are the close-up shots like there's so many classics that it was taking from but it would be so hard to decide which exact ones they were pulling from that it just it's just an amalgamation of everything you would have seen so if you're a fan of the arts You will
1: love this show. Well, it wasn't just movies they were taking from. They were also taking from directors like Charlie Kaufman, who is one of Ed Sinclair, who is the person who wrote this show's inspiration. Yeah,
0: 10 out of 10 presentation. That's that's (laughs) basically what I gave it for that. I heard that the acting also has been praised across the board. Obviously, you put someone like Olivia Colman, who doesn't have to play the queen anymore, and even uh, the other guy. David Thewlis? Yeah. His face in this is just so weathered. I didn't even know that he was David Thewlis. Like, he's been in other things. Yeah, he's been in Harry Potter, I think is where most people know him from. Is he Lupin? I think he was Lupin. It seemed
1: like they were going for awards, though, because every single review I read said that they, it wasn't just like these were good performances. To,
0: like, it was, it was they
1: like they were saying it you're was putting great. It into a
0: box like it was fishing for. It's like it's like when you cast Meryl Streep and Tom Hanks in that one movie, like knowing that it's going to be Oscar. Well,
1: the post, but here though, like every single review, even the ones that didn't like the show, said that their acting is like
0: phenomenal. I mean, their acting is their acting. It's it's good. It, but I think it's really the show about the staging and what you're seeing on screen and how it's presented to you that's that's why you want to watch the show the story itself we can get into but i gave this a 6 out of 10 rewatchability hmm. because that would be the bad side of things it's like i'm watching a miserable couple who are weathered and beaten down and poor and accused of murder justifiably it seems and why is this story worth four, a four-part docu-series with this much effort going into, like, the, the making of it, you know?
1: Well, it's based off of a true story, as I, you I, can I don't, probably tell. No, yeah, they, don't, tell they start? They start off like that, right? Yeah,
0: but why does that make it worth? There are thousands of murders each week or hundreds of murders each week. I don't know the details, but the point is, why is this so important to be told as, like, a big story? Well, there's a pod-
1: there's a podcast that they released alongside this episode. Yeah. They kind of went into it a little more, but um, I think that's something that really got to Ed Sinclair, because this is f- his first time, I think, that he wrote a show. He's married to Olivia Coleman. He was talking about um, one specific detail in which the people that uh, the two are accused of murdering the parents, the parents. Of, the, of
0: olivia coleman or
1: her character susan right they were not heard from for 15 years yes this is so, all in the first episode yeah so i think that like when you, they 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 focus deep on that what's in the, the point what do you get so people murder like,
0: people and then they bury the body and well, then now mean, this, as, as so now. far they've given away like everything even where they go like it's like 2014 they were sent away to prison and now they still say that they're innocent why give away that ending at the first few minutes? I have minutes? heard.
1: I have heard of that, that being a complaint. Like people are like, this is giving away so much at the very beginning. You're not leaving a lot. of So yeah, the imagination. it barely
0: passes in the rewatchability because I wouldn't want to sit through it knowing what I know about it. However, if I was just sitting there looking for the appreciation to the arts, I would be very for it. Or if I was a bigger fan of like docudramas, I would probably be more into it. I would give the overall rating a seven or eight out of ten, depending on those factors. Um, This is like
1: the first time you watched it kind of is what you're talking about with overall rating, right?
0: Yeah, but if you really like interesting filmmaking and like just out of the box kind of filmmaking, like even the Susan character is like a huge fan of the movie. So I think we're seeing it sort of from her perspective. Because she's obsessed with classic films.
1: Yeah, there's a reason for that. Um, I'm not sure if they give it away in the episode, so I won't say it here. But yeah, no, it has a ton of filmmaking trips. I, I heard they break the fourth wall also in this, right? And there's like shot through keyhole, cinematography, that, that type of thing is what you're talking about. They haven't talked to the camera at all. Really? Okay. Yeah, because from what I heard, that's like something that happens in the only the, the only episodes. time they, I,
0: that you could say they broke the fourth wall is at the very beginning when they're like cut. Action, and then it seemed like the entire story started. Right, yeah, no, because I heard
1: that like with the um what was the Oscarized? I think scenes from a marriage. That's what I was expecting when you like actually saw the sets like outside of just the TV show. Mm -hmm. It it, did
0: remind you of that at all? In scenes of a marriage, I remember there being a couch and a couple. i This other than the me and a couple is much different because you have all of France where they're running around trying to kind of just escape the law, and then you have in England. Where or Mansfield, where they're asking the couple to come back so they can ask them questions,
1: right? And and how do they do that? They just I, email them. But it w- wasn't that supposed to be funny? Because like yeah, in there's
0: the- dark com- comedic elements. The police storyline is definitely funnier than the couple storyline. William and Patricia Witcherly, thats the name of the dead uh, in-laws, I guess. They their neighbors, Nigel. He like talks through a hedge, like some sort of home improvement character. Um, and then you have this weird ending scene where. One of the detectives is just really bad at his job, and they walk right past him as they're going up to the police to turn themselves in. And there's a whole police so brigade they there.
1: So by the end of the first episode, they do turn themselves in. Yeah,
0: that's the. it's not even a twist. It's more just like they buy them a ticket to come back, and that's what they do. And then they turn themselves in. And And Edward is literally saying to his wife—sorry. And Christopher is literally saying to Susan, just tell the truth. So— and then the first scene we see them getting a lawyer so whose name is Douglas and it's just very odd and if i had to guess i'm going to think that susan when he calls her fragile that is code for her as someone who could snap and so that may have been what happened or she might have been in a delusion when she killed them and then he tried to cover up but he feels less like the murderer and more like the uh, I'm going to protect my wife under any condition. Right, well I've I've heard that like that's
1: kind of the theme of the show, like the fact that these two people actually love each other and they focus a lot on that. In the podcast though, it seemed like when they turned themselves in, that was a major turning point in everything because it seemed like Susan and Christopher Edwards kind of had the control of the Whole entire like investigation, like
0: when they were emailing... just because the Mansfield Police Station didn't want to like bother the French people. I guess they were afraid that they didn't have enough evidence to actually export them back to uh, England, and so they were just letting them go.
1: Right, but in the in the like it seemed like the power was always in their hands, and I'm wondering if and that's, the it. Show that's That's ever... just why
0: they were on the run. They had no money. They were desperate beyond all. That's why he ended up even telling his stepmother about the murders. He called this lady named Tabitha and Tabitha then reported them to the police. They had, they had no money. Absolutely none. Zilch. They are poor as poor can be. They have these scenes in France where they are in this very bare apartment that's just tan everywhere that no furniture except for these big bulky TVs. And this is back in 2012. So (laughs) obviously you can afford better than that. Most, or most people can, and he can't get a job anywhere. That's because he doesn't speak French that well, and so he's asking for money from Tabitha, and in return, he has to explain why he's been absent for so long, and he says, don't tell the police, but I'm, I, I had to bury some bodies. But
1: do they explain, uh, like, what they use the money for? Because that's a big what part money? of this series. Well, like, they,
0: the series.
1: There is no money so far. Does she try? Does she have a pen pal at all? That she says the famous uh, actor's name of Gerard Depardieu. Does she yes. say she's
0: pen pals with him? Well, she doesn't say it, but she sends or he gets a a letter from Gerard, right? And it has a hundred euros in it. Okay. That, that's it. <laughs> And then when we were walking back through the train that they were heading back to England on, they said they recognized Gerard there, but, like, not really. Like, it was just someone who looked like him.
1: Do you, do they show any film memorabilia
0: yes. at all? I mean, they split between some spaghetti westerns sometimes, and then she, at the very beginning, she's buying a poster that's, like, an original Gary Cooper and uh, Grace Kelly or so, someone of who's those type of famous people on the poster and she buys it without telling him how expensive it was and blah, 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 blah. Right,
1: so she's spending the money on a lot of film memorabilia is what
0: you're saying. You're saying the money, like there's a huge stash well, of money saying, and we we don't see a huge stash of money in this first episode. I, I,
1: I'm trying to be, kind of, be very careful with my words, but Edward Sinclair said the, the most bizarre bits of this, uh, the show, the things that you saw, aside from the surrealness, was really the stuff that was actually true to form. Like when they were sending the emails back and forth, the funny thing that Christopher Edwards would do was even though like they were emailing murder suspects he would be very formal and cordial in his emails and yeah. so like when they were sending it back and forth even though it was over this very serious subject both like the police investigators and Christopher Edwards himself would just actually be like really nice to each other mm-hmm. which I thought would be something that like would maybe come through in the show kind of where the dark humor is my
0: I'm wondering no, it was a huge plot point in the show
1: So you see it throughout the episode of emailing each other? There's two emails
0: that were sent, and it's just him, you hear the narration as he's writing the email of basically just formally saying, we're actually kind of busy right now, we don't think we're going to make it back to England, but we would be happy to help with the investigation when we get back, blah, 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 blah. The thing that doesn't make it that big a deal, though, to me, is that it's not like Mansfield people were sending the... French uh, police department after these people, if that had been the case, and they were still on the run and still giving these kind of nice emails to one another, it wouldn't it, it would be more interesting. Because it would be like a catch me if you can scenario where everybody they're trying to catch these people. That's not what was what was happening. They were kind of just hanging out in France. So
1: what could the show do? Because you've already mentioned ten out of ten for like production design and, and, and all that other stuff. But what could the show do to make it more interesting? They can't.
0: It's a true story, so either the story gets more interesting or it doesn't. But I have to imagine that HBO didn't greenlight this for just the typical run of the mill murder scenario because you get all those all the time and we can watch that on dateline like it's not that big a deal They there must be a reason why they chose this case And so that would be the only reason to continue watching from my perspective. From what
1: I understand, by the end of the first episode, it transitions from kind of like Christopher's story into Susan's story. We
0: get a little bit of Susan's backstory, but I agree. Christopher did get the bulk of it because we saw him lie to his wife and stuff like that. So we saw more scenes just from his uh, thing, except for when the wife bought the poster at the beginning. And from Susan, besides her being fragile and also like angry that he told tabitha about which ended up blowing back on him so it's understandable susan it seems like has some post-traumatic stress disorder or something like that from her parents so maybe there was a reason why she may have shot them but we do find out that they were shot and there's no reason to think that it was a different person so when they said at the beginning they maintain their innocence uh, and then they show us this episode it doesn't seem like there's any room for that to go Anywhere so that. from the murderer's
1: perspective, it's not like you feel a lot of sympathy for them. You're saying that you just kind of do want the cops to end up catching them, which they do at the end of the first episode. Not really catching them. They kind of just it, turn it, themselves yeah, in. Not, I, I did find it funny that uh, David Thewlis, again, who plays Christopher Edwards, apparently the actual Christopher Edwards, who's in jail now. Uh, they're both in jail, aren't they? Yeah, they're both in jail. But he actually saw the trailer for the show. Yeah. And so... You know it, what he reminds me of? Go ahead. Yeah, I, I was, it was just the fact that David Thewlis said himself that when he learned about that actual fact, he was
0: very unnerved by it i read that jared leto in preparation for his joker role met with a bunch of serial killers and like people who are on death row and stuff just to get in their mindset and it's like some people do that and some people are kind of freaked out when they hear people are doing
1: that. well in that same sort of like uh context the show had this thing called the bible um but behind the scenes that like i've of, heard of, of that. just a ton of things that <laughs> Yeah. We'll have a ton of like lines and like different things from the show that they were thinking about how they could put from in the
0: podcast. Yeah. I thought you said it was based on a podcast. Or no, no, no. They, they just made they, a, they podcast.
1: Released a podcast along with so the episode. Bible is the
0: true stuff about what happened. Yeah, exactly. yeah. You said the show. Yeah. Christopher's character reminded me of the American Gothic painting, like his expression. We only see him ever really smile in Susan's imagination.
1: What's the American Gothic painting? Because I never, I never saw the, the one show. with the
0: two farmers and one's holding. Oh, a the actual yeah, okay, it's, it's the American actual. Gothic. <laughs> this show
1: has been compared to American Crime Story. Yeah, I'm because that's just
0: a that's another docudrama.
1: Is it more like? could you could it possibly be like why women kill also and kind of the no you're naming all
0: these american shows which have the hollywood filter on them this is very it's not polished at all but at the same time every shot felt important like, that it was there for a purpose, but it just didn't feel polished. At so it the same seems time. like if
1: you're gonna watch another episode, it would literally just you, be for the presentation. And you
0: got real footage at the ending during the right. credits, and they do that for all four episodes. I so remember. you
1: got to see who they were compared to, kind of like in a movie. Most reviews have been positive towards the show. How positive relies on kind of who you listen to. AV Club gave it a B plus. NPR uh, said that it's one of the best uh, shows this this season or this year. Again, ten
0: out of ten presentation. And I saw that it had like a nine on IMDb. It's just that I don't know as far as the story whether or not it's going to hold up. But every time I did get bored of sort of that part of it, I just looked for some form of shot that they were going to do next that was going to be impressive. Yeah, they, and, they, and they, they did just try did to it.
1: load up just the cinematography with a ton of information. Again, that's been said throughout the whole entire, all the reviews I've read have, have said that. Mm-hmm. Overall, you said you give the show a seven. Um, I'm not sure what it has on IMDb. I, at least today, whenever I've gone on IMDb, it just has not worked. So I don't know if the system is like down or anything like that.
0: It broke IMDb. It's on at Monday nights at nine. If you're interested, uh, anything else you want to say? No, that's about it. All right. Thanks for listening. We'll see you on the next episode. Bye.